0: This is the Zone Sports Network.
1: Back to Joe, and he'll flush.
0: And it's time to hear from the best-looking, most charismatic,
1: and certainly the most intelligent member of the Utah Jazz. Jingle bells. Joe Ingles
2: Gives it back to Joe Till the cop slams it in
1: And yes, for the record Joe wrote this introduction This is the Joe Ingles Show <coughs> With DJ and PK Who? On 97.5-1280 The Zone And The Zone Sports Network the Joe Ingalls Show with DJ and PK is brought to you by Cypress Credit Union. For a limited time only, get a free Utah Jazz signed Joe Ingalls jersey when you open a new dream checking account with direct deposit at Cypress Credit Union. Cypress Credit Union, your future is our future. Joe, good morning. Good morning. How are you feeling with a Game 1 win in the bank? Uh, yeah, the win was good.
0: Um... for a win any day of the week.
2: How hard was it at that last position to make sure you were mentally tough to be be able to stay down, get inside the defender, I mean the offensive player obviously, but don't go for any fakes or any of that stuff and stay on the floor with your feet so there wasn't an opportunity to have a foul?
0: <laughs> um, probably easier than it might look or seem. I think when you when you're in those like last minute, last second, last possession, whatever it is, situations, it, for some reason it seems easier not to jump than any other time of the game. Any other time you bounce around and try and block shots, which is stupid because you <laughs> rarely block shots, especially me. Um, but no, I think uh, for all of us, obviously, I think Donovan missed the shot and they didn't call a timeout. Um, so try and get back and set your defense as much as you can and. Um Royce and I were on, on P G and Kawhi so it kind of worked for us to be able to switch and um I mean going into that before the timeout before we obviously mentioned that if they do run just uh, obviously twos don't hurt us and, and a three does. So anything but a three and um on the flip side, obviously they're trying to do everything they can to get a three up. Um so we just you try and kind of run them off the line and like you said, trying to be as as disciplined as you can just to stay down and and, literally like you're kind of like letting them drive. Um, Obviously they still try to get a three out, but Rudio was obviously able to block it at the end.
1: So I'm curious as all of that is unfolding, uh, one thing Ty Lue said after the game, he said there were multiple reasons he didn't call a timeout, but one thing he went to is he didn't want there to be a chance for the for Quinn to decide to foul or when to foul. And I'm sure you always talk about detailed-oriented Quinn and the coaching staff are. So is there some kind of team rule as far as the clock has to get down to X before you foul? I'm kind of thinking that the ball went to Kawhi and you were there in about the range where maybe you would have fouled. What what had they told you about that? What were you thinking? Or was that completely off the table?
0: No, we, we've talked about it and we do have – um specific times i i think in those situations um if they if they had called a timeout we might we we probably would have looked at fouling um again we can like walk through and talk as much as we want to practice but in the heat of the moment if, mm-hmm. if coach decides to foul and all that's obviously up to him um and then the coaches. uh In the, the, like, obviously they didn't call a timeout. It's a lot harder for a coach to be yelling at us to, like, foul, 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 or whatever. Um, obviously the last thing you want is to foul as they're going up for a shot or even putting yourself in a position where they can debate whether that is three shots or not. So, um, I think if we were going to do it, it would have been like Rondo as he's bringing the ball up. Like, you've got to look at who the kind of quote unquote Worst shooter on the tour, the court at that point with Morris, Kawhi, PG. I think Canard was on the court and then Rondo. You, you you probably would go Rondo at the time, but again, the heat of the moment. They didn't call the timeout. You've it's, it's it's very hard. Obviously, like Tyler Lue that's why they didn't call a timeout. You don't want to be able to sub guys in and out, be able to potentially foul. Like it's a, if if you know, which I'm sure on on the flip side they go through certain things on the offensive end if they rebound and, and down two or three and, and what they want to do. So, um, I mean, at the end of the day, their two best players kind of had the ball uh, until, until Kawhi passed them to Morris. So they had probably almost their three best shooters with the ball in that last possession. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a situation that you you talk about, you Never know when, when it's going to happen or if you're going to get a chance to execute, but obviously we were able to, to get a stop and, um, and and take the win.
2: So in the first half there, it was sort of incredible from the negative standpoint. You're missing 20 shots in a row, whatever it was. How hard is it to make sure you stay unfazed by it and keep playing?
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, what we've, it's how we've played all year, uh, I think. There might have been a couple shots in there that were... Not even force, but just just guys trying to be aggressive and, and try and get a bucket because we we obviously couldn't get one. Um, but we've we've been I don't know if we've missed twenty in a row before. We've been in situations where we haven't been scoring. Um, maybe we score every fifth or sixth possession or something like that. So um, yeah, to to just stick. Uh, I mean, you guys know, like to, to stick with the defense to, to keep making them either make or or take tough shots. Um, I mean I think I looked up in the timeout at one point we were like 4 for 20 from 3 or something like that so uh, I think as as a team we feel like if we get enough up and enough good shots up we're we eventually going to make some uh, there might be a night that we don't but um, we, we I mean those 20 shots that you, you could probably go back as like I said there might have been one or two that were um, I wouldn't even say like questionable or bad but just like one or two more more aggressive kind of shots. But apart from that, I think we got a lot of good looks. So um, we'll take them and then obviously to to hang our hat on the defensive end and um, I guess just not let it, like 20 straight possessions could easily be a 15, 20-0 run um, for for them. So for us to, uh, I think the worst it got, the lead was to like 13 or 14 uh, at some point. Um, So for us to just kind of be, we're still in the game um, and missed that type of shots we felt pretty good that if we we could get those same shots we, we would be able to make some and, and obviously we did in the, the second half.
1: So you're running uh, I think you're running a break late in the game might have been off a turnover at midcourt I'm not sure and you got Royce on your right and I'm pretty sure you're gonna go and lay it up and the way the defense is going, I'm thinking, even if you miss, because it's going to be a little contested, and even if you miss it, I think Royce is just going to grab it and dunk it, because he's going to be the next guy. And instead you throw it to Royce, and I swear for a second, I thought Royce was thinking, what are you doing? It's coming in hot. And he caught it, and then he scored, so it didn't matter ultimately. But, Joe, you are so selfless. How, how come you just didn't take that up?
0: I actually wanted to shoot that. I I I think we got a steal. I think don't. Something yeah I double teamed right. him or something and mm-hmm. stuff, whatever happened and um, I, I try to kind of as we I, I, I knew there was I think there was three like Canard and then two other guys right behind us I didn't even really know Royce was there until very late but I try to get some contact to, to finish just because I knew that there was three guys there so there's a a chance if it's like Kawhi or one of their bigger guys I could get blocked or obviously they could affect the, the shots so uh, I tried to get some contact, and he moved out of the way, and I kind of lost my footing a little bit. So, um, I probably still could have shot it. I, probably a high chance I would have missed it because I did lose my, my foot under me a little bit. Um, and then as I kind of went up, I saw Royce there, so I thought, I won't say the word I'm using, something <laughs> that I'll uh, I'll give it to him. And I mean, I, I would I would trust Royce in that situation to catch and finish any day of the week, so I wasn't worried from that point of view. Um, but, yeah, it was just one of those those funny situations, I guess, that you, you don't intend to kind of play it out the way it plays out, but it does. And, and like I said, I was, I was glad it was – I mean, I would have been glad it was anyone, but I was glad it was Royce
2: So this is the first time in two years that you guys have played before a sold-out home crowd, obviously, in the playoffs. How sweet was it?
0: It was really cool. Um, I said to Renee this morning, just before I dropped uh, Miller at school. Then, um, like it was, it was kind of weird to be in that situation. Like a, there was so many people there. Like I've, we've obviously been playing with kind of as, as whatever capacity has been every kind of week or month, it's gone up a little bit and whatever. But um, that was like. Capacity, capacity. (laughs) That was everywhere. There was people everywhere. Um, It really just felt like um, pre-COVID what our playoff series were like. So, um, yeah, it was unreal to have people there, be able to have some friends and and stuff in the crowd. And um, at the end of the day, yeah, just to be able to play in front of whatever the capacity is with a a few less seats at the moment, Um, 17,000, 18,000 people was, was, was really fun.
1: So, how much do they pick you up when uh when Donovan goes on a run and fires them up
0: yeah i mean it's i think we we got that lead a little bit um we we've made some shots whatever, and then for it to like an an empty arena or a half field arena, it just doesn't feel the same and um you hear the crowd into it. It's almost like you don't want to every shot you shoot. You don't want to disappoint the crowd, so you're trying to you're trying to make every shot possible. Obviously, um, the second half we we made a lot more shots than we did in the first half. But it kind of at start of the third, Donovan made a couple threes, and and I think it was right out the gate of of the third, and kind of got the crowd into it a little bit more. And um, once they were up, they were up for for majority of the game, and. Um, not that I would say it was like game over at that point, but we were pretty confident we would got the lead back, and I think it was a tight game, give or take a couple points. And the crowd are into it, and, and we were kind of starting to flow. Um, and, and I guess if we were playing the way we wanted to play, but we were making more shots in that third, so it was, uh, yeah, it makes a, it makes a big difference.
2: Also, too, this is your first time in the second round in a few years. I think you've been to the second round twice. The first time you got swept by the Warriors, the second time I think it was a 4-1 to the Rockets. Yeah. How much different is the feel in terms of team confidence now in the second round as opposed to those times when you were in the second round?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, w- I would never say that we thought we were going to lose those other games, but We were playing against... Um, some pretty high level teams, I think one year Ricky ended up getting injured in the first or second game it was yeah um, yeah it was just a it was a it was a different feeling um I think we we all felt we could win a series, but we had to play at an extremely high level for for four games to to win four games where i mean I showed last night a little bit i wouldn 't say that we we played bad but to miss twenty field goals in a row is um it's tough to overcome, so for us to overcome that and still be able to come out with a win, I don't know if we would have been able to do that in previous years. Um, don't quote me on it, because maybe we could have, but um, yeah, just a, a confident feeling. What, what, what we felt all year, to be honest, So we, we felt confident going into every game, and obviously this is the same, same kind of situation.
1: So playoffs are different, not just because of the size of the crowd, the people who are there, the people who are sitting courtside. TNT caught cameras, caught Donovan and uh, Dwayne Wade having a long conversation. And there's still photos of uh, your owner Ryan Smith walking and talking with NBA superfan James Goldstein. He's been going to playoff games since before you were even born. I'm, I'm wondering what slice of celebrity are you getting in all of this? The, the crowd's juiced up here with celebs, Joe. What's your angle? What are you thinking?
0: I got uh, this superstar netballer in the crowd. She's a babe.
2: <laughs> Is that Renee? <laughs> Are you speaking um, of Renee? Joe's got an off day tonight, today. We know what's on his mind.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Is that allowed at uh, 8.53 and whatever? Well, man, I just babe.
2: meant a nice dinner, maybe go out to a movie. Come on, Joe.
0: <laughs> I can give you a hot tip. I'm not going to a movie. I'm not going to be around anyone as much as I uh, feel safe. I'm still not going to around anyone but um no it's cool I mean it's cool to have people want to come to jazz games I don't know what it was like back in the kind of Stockton Malone days if people were kind of coming but we've people want to be there people want to see us play I think it's an exciting brand that we play so it's it's fun to have those guys there and obviously I couldn't care less who's there or not but Renee was more excited about uh Gabriella Union being there for, with Dwayne Wade <laughs> than anyone else.
2: Celebrity, um, huh? <laughs>
0: she said, I can't believe she was there last night. I was like, yeah.
1: I, I can you know, just like, see I her walking up. Yeah, great, Dwayne. Move aside. i got to talk to Gabriella. <laughs> yeah. Like, so, uh, so, yeah.
2: We see Dwayne Wade there on the front row and talking and all that. Is there any other interaction that you guys are having with him? Whether it's in the locker room, underneath the stands, wherever it might be?
0: Yeah, I mean, he's in the back all the all the time. Um, He's in the locker room, pre-game, post-game. He's been very accessible with with reaching out to guys. Um, I'm just going to order my coffee. Hang on a sec, Mr. Radio (laughs) Show. (laughs) Ah, there it is. You mentioned the
1: Java PK. Here it is. You knew. Um, You knew was a given.
0: um, Yeah, he's been he's been. I wouldn't say like surprisingly good because I didn't know him previously. This, but accessibility and, and questions and um, reaching out to him to, to ask things, the, the confidence that he gives us. He's been in some meetings before with us, with, with our group and stuff like that. So um, just to have a guy of, of that, obviously, stature and what he's done in his career, um, individually and, and with his teams, um, it is obviously just a bonus for us to, to have a guy like that to be able to reach out to and, and speak to and and have around the team um, fairly regularly because he's <laughs> it's almost like he's uh, he's moved here nearly since uh, since taking over part of the team. He's been around a lot, and, and obviously, I think he's based in LA now, so obviously yeah. a, a lot closer than, than Miami or anything like that. So um, yeah, it's been it's been really cool, and I, I think as we as we keep going on here, he's, he's going to keep helping guys, and um, yeah, it's a it's a pleasure to have him part of the, the, the team.
1: All right, Joe. Well, we know as much as you want to keep talking to us. You really want to drink that coffee? So I just
0: got it handed to me too. They know my water now, so I'm, I'm a local. <laughs> <laughs> all
1: right. Well, thanks for joining us, Joe. And we will uh, cool. we'll talk to you again next week. Awesome.
2: All right. Thanks, guys.
1: All right. There's Joe Ingalls. His weekly visit here on ninety-seven-five at twelve
2: eighty. I thought it, I thought the, I heard the lady say hi, Joe. Yeah. Uh, right. How sweet is that, Dwayne Wade? I did not know all that that he is. Accessible He's and in the back and yeah, this guy's not just he, signing on for some piece of an ownership and then I'll see you later. This is this is awesome. What it's a great time to be alive <laughs> in Salt Lake City,
1: Utah, <laughs> man. You got a you got a veteran voice, a guy who's been to the mountaintops. He's Dwayne so he, Wade. When he tells you you're good and he tells you to play with confidence, you believe it. He's one of the most respected guys ever to play in the NBA. Yeah. Sweet. All right, when we come back, Yawk promises us high-level open mics. The comedy will flow. That's next. DJ and PK, 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.